Take the money and run. Coming here with another Stir the Pod podcast show. I'm your host, Alex, and tonight I'm joined by Andy. Andy, how you doing tonight? What up, what up? And it's just the two-man pod tonight. Uh, Trev is unavailable tonight. Um, he Obviously, we all know he did the Castaway solo recording last week as a punishment, uh, but he bailed on the finale, but we'll give him shit for that in the season award show. Um, so, yeah, just to kind of get everybody grounded on the same page any of our new listeners uh tonight is going to be primarily about the finale that we saw uh the last of the three fucking episodes the last of the hundred hours um we'll come back either next week or in a couple weeks and do our full season recap award show that's kind of where we go all out uh and that's going to be like a longer podcast where we'll be dressed up and give out all of our awards for all 20 plus episodes but tonight is just going to be the finale um so i guess let's just let's start with that like i said trevor's going to be out tonight but let's just kind of start with uh opening thoughts on tonight's episode what do we think um i i liked it i thought it was good this could have been the entire finale like nothing from the first two parts of this really contributed into tonight's episode minus like a five minute penalty at the start. But aside from it, it was like, give us this as the finale, throw in like a food challenge or something. But like, this should have been it. Like this should all the first two parts were literally just like dead space to get us to this, in my opinion. And it was like, it also was, it's not like the first one to get to the top of this mountain wins. It was the first person to complete these eliminations win. Like, did we really need a hundred hours for that? I mean, it was just like, I like, again, I like this episode. The whole three-parter has got to go, but I thought tonight's episode was good. Yeah, I think, I think uh, Trev kind of touched on it last week when he was by himself, especially, but the, you know, they hype up the, this is going to be a hundred hours, the longest final we've ever had. But like all that does is it really makes, I don't know, 80% of the final meaningless. Cause it's mm-hmm. just, you don't, if, if this team beats this team, they may or may not get a, a, uh, advantage the next leg. It just kind of depends like when the moon is going to set or when the moon's going to come up and you know, when the next day is like, it just didn't make sense. We They started off, you know, with, with a two-hour car ride that was 98 hours left after that. And so the whole final, yeah, it, it did not need to be – last week was an hour. So I think total it was four hours of episode, and it probably could have been one and a half tonight or two maybe. Like it didn't need to be three episodes. But um, with that being said – Well, about that too, because I thought about that before this episode started tonight. I watched last week's, I watched Trev's solo pod, which by the way, for those out there, he was told to go 15 minutes. 
as his punishment. He went like 30. So he loved his own punishment, which is just kind of smirk in my opinion. But I started thinking like what happened last episode, like in part two, I don't remember a thing. Like it was just like, like think back to what happened in two. You remember one because it's a start and everything. We obviously just watched tonight. But I was like, what happened in two? And I was just like, I don't even remember. Like it was so dumb to have three parts to this. It made the mid the whole middle hour irrelevant in my mind. So just to add on to that, I was thinking like what happened in part two. Couldn't couldn't think of a single thing. Yeah, because you could at least say that the first episode, even though it didn't have much of an impact on the other three teams, it still ended up with Horacio and Olivia going home. And so you yeah. lose a quarter of the teams. Whereas last week, you start with three, you end with three. I think it would have been more entertaining if they're going to stretch it to three episodes if last week maybe Jordan and Anissa go home and they hype up tonight as like team versus team. There's a series of 10 eliminations in a row or something, the best of 10, like something like that. But it just go, it just speaks to the fact that they they don't need finals that are this long. I think the highlight of part two was Trev's solo pod. I think it was. I think it was in the in the the spaghetti and ice cream. Yeah, it was pretty good. At least some for Anissa. People, some people were calling for marinara sauce to you know enjoy <laughs> it. All right, so I Parmesan. think in, in terms of the episode and the checkpoints and everything, are we good to just skip the, the helicopter? I mean, we can spend one minute on it. Maybe the first thing, the first fifteen minutes of the episode. They're dangling over helicopters, throwing balls. And I mean, this was like my anchorman pee break flute scene. I, I would never watch this part again. Me neither. I think the only thing that we saw here was one, Anissa was essentially done, just gave all her balls to Jordan, which honestly, good move by her because he's prop he would probably be better and also can't blame her for anything. And this was clear that like when Nani and Bananas didn't win that one. Even though they went last, they had the most balls. And then um, Tori and Devin did, even though they went first. That's when I was like, all right, they're already starting the last leg in first place. But that I think that's really all we need to touch on. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it, was, it, was, it was pretty weak. Um, and then that is really the only checkpoint before like the race to – the cornfields, which they're, they're kind of spend a lot of time in the cornfields. Um, and so it's basically they all run in the order that they finish the helicopter thing to a huge cornfield that has a maze kind of built in and they get to choose their own path when they get there. And they kind of have, it looks like two different camps set up in the, in kind of the sides of the cornfield. And I don't know if they planned it like this, but they, had two teams go to one, one team go to the other. Um, they all get there and they're all confused. And basically it just – I there's no like stand on a log while your partner sleeps or anything like that. It's just get to this thing. We see the setup, which this is probably m the most enjoyable part as a viewer, just like seeing this like massive setup, the thing in the middle, TJ's on the intercom, which like where are the speakers set up? Nobody really knows. All of that like looked cool to watch, but in terms of a final, it was just like go through a corn maze and then wake up in the morning. Agreed. And it was it was very cool. It was a great setup. Um, 
doing it at night with all the lights going. I mean, it looked sweet. Um, it didn't really – it was kind of irrelevant to the final itself, like you said. Um, the only thing that was running through my head, though, and it's something that I always bring up on the pod, is I was just thinking to myself, who's paying for this shit? I mean, they've got a whole stage set up, and Tej might just hop on the mic and perform something. Or, I mean, the whole time I was just like, who's paying for this shit? As I've always said, you have always been saying that. It it kind of looked like it kind of looked like Shrew Farms on steroids. I think, I think, like, don't you think that the setup that they had tonight, the cornfield and the thing in the middle, I think that would have been a sick like last elimination of the season. Like you end an episode with like two teams walking in there. It's like you know CT and Amber against like fucking Leroy and Cam, and it's like. One of these teams is going home. You don't know what the elimination is. Maybe they're running around. They have to bring balls back to the middle. Like that's what those are the vibes that I got. Not like this is a final. When I think of final, I think climbing up mountains, going through the deserts, like cro- literally crossing a finish line, which we talked about did not happen tonight. So I, I like the setup of it. I feel like they just could have used it for something completely different. I, I agree. Great setup, not really a final setup. You got to have, in my mind, the final setup, whether it be on a mountain or anything, the final setup is just like a platform and a big-ass flag and TJ standing right there. With the check. With the, with big, the, with the big check. And whoever, whoever comes in first isn't running across the finish line. They're kind of taking one step and then just falling to the ground. They're yes. falling to the ground and they're done. And then, you know, their partner's falling on top of them, hugging and TJ's, you know, bending over. You guys just won the check. Like, not – not what we had tonight. It's just, it's not the same. Agreed. So they get to the corn maze and then they basically start the next, well, I guess it was, it was, it was at night, right? When they start running somehow. Yeah. They woke up mix up in timing because when they brought out the, uh, their friends or whatever, Anissa and Jordan were already like fully changed. It was just like the timing. And I think that was between finishing the maze that, I don't know. I this I, this that was the next day. Hard. That was I think that was the next day because we have to get what to the balls. The ball, yeah, it's balls in first. All this shit's just a blur to me. <laughs> so they they all have to race to the center to get TJ. Uh, and so bananas and Nani start in the same spot as Devin and Tori because their camp was the same. Uh, but they all kind of start at different times and they race to the center again. Like nobody really. Of course, they're making this shit up. Nobody knows, like, if I get last, am I get sent home? If I get first, do I win the whole thing? Mm-hmm. And then, sure enough, the order is Devin and Tori, Bananas and Nani, and Jordan and Nisa. Everybody's still kind of like, what are we doing? That's when Bananas says that um, we're having an elimination. And so because of that, we need two teams. So first team is basically safe, which gives us balls in for Bananas and Nani against Jordan and Nisa. Uh, that's kind of the next big thing that I feel like we need to touch on um balls in always fun to see I feel like they butchered it again the challenge and and you know butchering things that are good um the whole you if you just get inside the rope circle you're good makes no sense it makes no sense um the whole point is to fucking battle all the way through to the basket and we saw with like bananas, he would just fucking drink when he's on offense, just like drive his head into Jordan 
and just like fall down and the ball's in the circle and TJ blows the whistle. It was dumb. It was so dumb. It ruined a big part of the physicality within it. Like maybe they just don't want him to get hurt, but you can't call that balls in. That's like having like pole wrestle. And if you lose like one hand, you're done. Or if you like get on your back, you're done. Like it's, they changed such a critical part of the rules for that game. They totally ruined it. And somehow Nani screwed it up. Yeah. She did it twice, right? Where she got inside yeah. the rope. And I, I mean, it's, I, I put a lot of blame on Nani, but I was also confused how when the guys went, TJ was ready to just blow the horn once somebody got into the thing. So why didn't TJ do the same with Nani? I don't know. I think once she screwed up the first time, he was like, this chick's an idiot. I can't give her any slack. I just, just see what happens. Uh, all right. I was just trying. Okay. Let me see if I can show this. No? There we go. Um, yes. So, so Jordan and bananas, I feel like kind of went back and forth. I mean, you expected it from them. Like they're too evenly matched. They both done balls in, in, in the past, um, which again, like it's, it's a missed opportunity seeing bananas and Jordan do a balls in like, that's like kind of a half ass, like makeshift thing in the middle of a cornfield in a final that, you know, was a hundred hours to begin with. Like, no, give me that on episode 16 before the final. And it's like bananas and Jordan solo. It's two legends going at it. One of them's going home. One of them's going to the final. That's where I would want to see this. Instead, we got this. Um, so I feel like the guys was, pretty evenly matched. And then Nani, what do we think about Nani and Anissa? Cause Nani on offense was just kind of one juke and she's gone. And then on defense, she knew that her only strategy was just to go right to Anissa's bum ankle right from the start. Yeah. And I think she probably had two and it looked like she had two bum knees as well, which I mean, after 85 hours or whatever it was, can't blame her. But, um, I mean, Nani left Anissa's ankles I think they're probably still in the sand out there um, with literally just like the the weakest like fake out I think I've ever seen. Um, but you can't blame her for going straight for her legs, regardless of if she's hurt or not. It's like that's her only chance. And Anissa said it in her confessional. It was like, yeah, she's bigger than her. She's like three exercise. She has no other. <laughs> but I mean – it's honestly hard for me to even talk about this elimination because I just did not like Like, if you saw how close they were, like, from where if, let's say, Anissa's on offense, Nani's on defense, she was, like, her heels were up against the rope in between Nani and Anissa. There was, like, three feet. It was, like, such a short playing field to be on that it just made it for such a piss-poor elimination. So... I really hated every round. And balls in used to be such a classic where you get somebody right there and they try to like finger roll it in, you know, just rolls right over. You throw that rope in there and it just it ruins it. It really does. It it makes it 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 makes it something that is not balls in. I don't know exactly what to call it, but it, it's not balls in anymore when the objective isn't to get a ball in the basket, it's to get across a rope while you're carrying a ball. Yeah, like we could have seen, seen Jalen Hurts do that cross the end zone three times the other night. Exactly. It should have been like kind of like balls in. That should have yeah. been the name for this elimination. Ball, balls in it. 
Yes, balls in ish. All right. So, so Devin and Tori just get to kind of watch this thing unfold. Uh, and we see Jordan and Anissa go home. They played the big soundtrack. And at this point, I think we still have like 45 minutes left in the episode. But the clock yeah. is like already in the 90s. So it's like, how is, I, don't, I still don't get how the math uh, falls in line with all of that. But it basically leaves us with two teams. And I think this is when they go to bed. They wake up the next day and they're, you know, bananas is eating his banana. And they're like, you know, this is what we play for. This is like the last day. And then they head to the center again. And TJ just says, like, we're doing another. And now it's nighttime. It's suddenly past like 10 hours. It's nighttime. Um, and so. Do you think he, that time that passed counted towards the final, even though they were doing nothing? I, th- I think it, I don't think it could have possibly. Because the, I think the biggest time we saw before 100 was 92, right? I don't remember. I stopped paying attention two episodes ago. <laughs> it's so stupid. It took two hours off for the initial drive in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so then TJ says it's coming down to an elimination to win it all. And it's, uh, you know, three or four different steps. It's all kind of stuff that we've seen in eliminations throughout with the breaking the walls and guess what? Another puzzle. So this is kind of how the uh, whole episode ends. They first, they do the pulling the daggers out, which bananas and Nani have the lead at that point, but it's still pretty close. And then it just gets to a giant ass puzzle where they're pulling cinder blocks out of the thing and they kind of have to organize it. And uh, what happens is bananas and Nani are building it quicker and they kind of don't take the time to plan out their puzzle. And I think bananas even said it in his confession. Obviously he knows what happens, but he says like, if you start building this thing wrong because it's cinder blocks and not like silly little things that you can move around, it's going to be impossible to move it. So you have to, you know, tear down all of this weight and then build it back up. And so they kind of get out to a lead and then they realize that they're, they're totally screwed. They built the puzzle wrong. Tori and Devin build it right. And then Tori and Devin are just able to fly through the rest of the final. So what do we think about kind of the, I think it was called level up was the last elimination of the night. I didn't hate the first part because we've obviously seen something like that. I always kind of bulge at when they do eliminations that they've done throughout the season, and we've obviously seen that one. But I think they dropped the ball with this cinder block puzzle so badly. I mean, that was it. That was everything. Like, you make one, literally one wrong cinder block of all those, like Banani did, and you're done. And then the last two rooms don't even matter. Like, that was too big of a puzzle to have as the second leg. Like, if anything, that should have been the last one. You know what I mean? Where that was going to be the roadblock for everyone. Everyone can pull those little chains and dig through sand. But the final was one in the second of those four eliminations, which I thought was a dumb move. And I also thought that the puzzle itself was really stupid. If you have a puzzle, it should be something that you can actually – either move around. It shouldn't be like you have to have it 100% thought out beforehand and then go. Again, I get why they do it because it is a puzzle, but I just think it's stupid. I think it was not the right way to throw a puzzle into the mix here. Yeah, I mean, I I, I totally agree. I think 
puzzles themselves are already you know enough of an equalizer they always say they're the great equalizer and challenges eliminations whatever so just make it a puzzle you don't need to make it a puzzle where each little piece i mean what would you say it's probably like 10 by 20 by four so like eight mm -hmm. I, I guess they said 200 blocks maybe actually so like yeah. you don't need to have 200 heavy cinder blocks as a puzzle you can have like 10 you know foam blocks that you have to move around and even that doesn't that makes it easier to remake the puzzle that doesn't make it easier to figure it out like a team can All still right. get stuck on it but i think to your point if you get stuck on something like this you're you done can't, you can't rebuild it you can't tear it all down and build it all up where i feel like most of the puzzles that we've seen in the past are you can get screwed but you have a chance to just kind of knock it all over build it back up fix this piece there fix this piece there and still have a shot at winning but this tonight there's just no chance right and like we've seen this multiple times this season and previous ones where if you get something wrong and it's like a big puzzle and you've had to have a lot of things moving and you get it wrong you have to go run like a quarter mile to the answer key and then come back that's okay because yeah. like all you have to do is spend time to do that yeah it sucks but you come back you make one small change and you can still advance this was like you get one thing wrong and you're toast and I think we also need to think like what percentage of BME fucking up the last puzzle should we blame on Trev? Because rewind the clocks to part one of this finale. He gave puzzles his MVP. I, that is true. I mean, he was tempting them. He was. And I told him as he called it out, you're setting yourself up to be pissed off. Now he screwed us all up. This is a and, terrible puzzle. Yeah, and the fact that, I mean, it, it's obviously tonight, but like it wasn't just the finale. It was, it's 19 episodes that came down to this one singular cinder block puzzle between four challengers out of 30-something that decided the winners and losers. Yeah. And that, we've been talking about it all season, the puzzles, and, I think maybe we'll do that. I'm sure that'll come up in our um, season recap, probably some of the LVPs. But, but yeah, I mean, for that, it was kind of a, a weird way to decide it with the puzzle because you saw, like we said, Bananas and Nani, they knew that there was no chance. They knew they weren't ever going to get to that, to the um, section after there was no more puzzles after. So there wasn't even an equalizer or anything. Um, so, so yeah, we see Devin and Tori kind of pull out the dub there. Um, Anything else kind of on the final or I think if not, we can kind of get into all of the basically let's just like kind of recap the six people that finished and kind of what it means for them and all of that. Yeah, I think before we do like almost like a quick one by one of everyone, I do think we should at least acknowledge, um, you know, Devin and Tori win. They get the million bucks and then they throw out the, you know, we got here because of everyone here and. You know, CT and Casey started what we hope is going to be a tradition. Everyone gets 38 grand for the 38th season. Um, so I got two questions for you. One, just first off, overall thoughts on that move. And second off, do you think, because obviously they had that planned out beforehand. They thought, you know, if we win this, we're going to throw money back at them. Very like Mario Party battle game-esque, throwing coins back. But it almost seems like, the fact that they brought out those two other teams to do nothing but just watch 
was awfully convenient because that encompassed over 150 grand between those four people. So was BME onto this? Like so you think they kind of nudged them to give away the money? I don't know. I I think they might have I think they could have gotten so much heat from the whole take the money and run that now they're over rotating and just doing nothing but giving out participation trophies. There was no reason for those four people to be there until Devin said, we want to give everybody here 38 grand. It made no sense for those four to be there until then. Yeah, I thought I thought the same thing, and not to mention the fact that you know Anissa has been complaining about her ankle for the whole time. Why should she still be there? Shouldn't she be out of the country? And a fucking Olivia's face is black and blue. Why is she there? That's Why what I'm saying. There? And the fact that we I know we kind of talked about the final elimination, but like if they wanted to, if they were if anybody there was a puzzle master, they could have said like bananas. You know, you're building it wrong. Like they could have had a massive that. impact on you know million dollar winners for two people who aren't even in the show anymore yep and it was like they they like bme could have easily just said hey we're gonna bring you guys out here you're gonna watch you can't say shit and at the end of it you're each gonna get 38 grand yeah two that's i mean i don't hate that theory um i think more than anything um devin I think Devin wants this to be a thing. And he said it a couple times, but I don't think it was just the fact that, oh, we're giving away money to, you know, kind of boost my own ego. Like, look how nice of a team we are, all that. He said, I want that, you know, CT and uh, Casey started it last season. Obviously, we know because they had to, but they started it last season. We want this to be a thing going forward. So I think Devin, in his mind, he's thinking, oh, we're doing this now keeping up the tradition when we don't have to. And next season, whoever wins is going to do the same thing. Whoever wins next season is going to do the same thing. And then six years from now, I can still say, I can still tweet out, guess who started this, like, sharing the money thing. That was me and Tori on on what fucking ride or dies, whatever this is called. See, and I, I thought that too. But then I thought about how much money they're shelling out. I mean, they each paid – like if you just think guys and girls, like Devin had to pay out three other guys. That's over a hundred grand. Like I think when CT did it, it was like maybe 30 or like, like they did like 50, 30 or 10 or something like that. Or like, however it was chopped up, it was 38 grand a pop across three guys and three girls. And that's why I thought like, well then why can't you just say, Hey, Horacio, Olivia, Jordan, Anissa, you guys aren't even dressed. Can you just like go off into the cornfield so I can just do this with second place? It just it, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean that we had to bring that up. That was a good point because that I think was the very last thing of the episode was the whole splitting up the money. They said you know thirty eight because it was the thirty eighth season. So who knows if they'll get thirty nine thousand next season, uh, depending on how they split it up. Um, but let's get into kind of just a one-by-one of all the teams, all the players. Um, so let's start with the winners. I think they deserve it, Devin and Tori. Um, I think for both of them, they what winning does for them is it just kind of sounds 
sounds like a, a, a weak answer, but it just enters them in the champions club. Like, I don't think anybody is thinking that either of them are like top 10 competitors, but they're probably, they're threats now. They're each, you know, some of the, Dory's one of the best active girls. Devin's one of the better active guys right now. Like, I think what it does is it makes them a genuine threat each season that they come on because they've seen like, hey, Tori and Devin, they used to be just kind of middle of the road competitors. They both improved their games. Obviously, a lot of it was because their chemistry with each other, which we might not see again, but we know that both of them have what it takes to make a final and now win a final. I view this very much as a passing of the torch. Bananas and Nani were like two of the all-time greats in their own ways, but now it's like Tori's a beast, Devin's a beast in his own right, and it always seemed like Devin was always very good, but was never good enough to win it all. Now he's done it, um, and I view it as a passing of the torch. This was like Brady and Mahomes going up against each other, you know, and now I think Bananas, I mean, honestly, I can't say – I don't know how many more he's got in him, but I do think Nani's probably hanging it up. If Nani can't win with bananas when they make it to the finale and they're part of the final two, she's never going to win. So I think she's hanging it up, and this was kind of the handing over to those two to be kind of two of the new faces of the challenge with some new young blood that I'm sure we'll talk about next. So... You think, let's say we don't know what this next season is, I don't know what the format, don't know the cast. You think no matter what, Tori and Devin are going to be top of our power rankings? I mean, if, if bananas is if bananas is on it again, I'm still giving it to him. I am. That's, that's what I up. think. Yeah. But I, I just mean in the sense of I don't know. It just felt it felt like a passing of the torch. And it, it's kind of the same when Brady and Mahomes played and battled it out. It's like, if Brady's still playing, he's still Brady. But now you have somebody new, and I'm not saying Devin is going to end up being the next Bananas, but this felt like two legendary challenge careers fading off a bit and two other ones getting cemented as probably – going to be in the history books in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I think I think tonight is the first step for them. It's not the first step because they've they've made finals before, they've had good moments, but like in terms of, you know, you can't tell the history of the challenge without X, Y, and Z. I think Tori and Devin are, are close to that conversation because of the fact that they're now both challenge champions. Agreed. And I will say one thing in terms of just power rankings for whatever comes out. I, I put Devin ahead of Fezzi years ago, and I'm going to do it more and more and more every time those two are on. And in his video to me, I think he even like smirked at the fact that I had Devin above him. I'm pretty sure. I want to check the tapes, but I'm pretty sure he's like, you have Devin ahead of me? You're goddamn right I do, Fezzi. He's got a ring, and you don't because you're a pea brain moron, and he's smart and can pull off a win like this. That, that's a good point. I was thinking that too, and we'll have to pull up that season recap. But if you think about it, Devin's kind of always been, you know, one of those guys who's like always hanging around the season, making it to finals. And like now Devin's won a season 
Fezzi hasn't done that. Nelson hasn't done that. Corey hasn't done that. Kyle hasn't done that. Like we have all these guys who are all kind of, you know, what we think about as kind of that next tier who have never, you know, done all the way yet. And now Devin has can say that he has. So I think that firmly kind of cements himself as the top of the second tier. Yep. Agreed. So then the second place finishers, Bananas and Nani. I mean, I think two op- – I, I feel like they both have – I got two opposite takeaways from them. For Nani, I think it's kind of a – it's sad. But like you said, if you can't do it with Bananas, you can't do it when you're that fucking close. When you're second place, you've outlasted a dozen other teams. When are you ever going to do it? And so I think Nani is going to – I don't want to say enter a phase of her career where she's just kind of coming on and along for the ride because I feel like that's the phase that she's in now. But I think she she's come to terms with the fact that she might not ever win, and she's fine with that in a weird way. But I feel like Bananas, and I want to I want to get your take on this because you said kind of the passing of the torch, which, may, which maybe it is, but I got the vibe last 15 minutes of the episode was the first time we saw Bananas genuinely pissed and genuinely mad. And he was kind of dicking around the first couple episodes of the final. We saw at the ending tonight, like he could actually tell that it was real and he could tell that it was slipping away and he was getting mad. He was cracking at Nani. He couldn't take it anymore. And I think for a guy that's, you know, obviously he has all the track record, but like the challenge is his life. So I think he's leaving this. He's happy. He's kind of congratulating them, all that. But like, there's part of him deep down where he's like, I just lost the final to Devin and Tori. I can't let yeah. that happen again. I can't, I, ha- I have to come back. I can't let my last season not be a win. And so I think, like, even though he's in this, like, you know, Brady Bucks ass Twilight era of his career, I think he still has to come back. And I think he's going to be more motivated than he maybe has ever been because that's the type of guy that he is. I, I don't disagree with you. However, I do think the fact that Brady is actually hanging it up might make Bananas actually hang it up. And I think I think Bananas thinks he is the challenge equivalent of Tom Brady, the great football player, arguably greatest athlete who's ever lived. Bananas is the challenge version of him. And now that Brady's done, accepted defeat in his 40s, now bananas can also accept defeat in his 40s as well. I think if Brady were to come back and say he's playing one more year, we would see bananas pop up on the cast list. But I don't know. I think you bring up good points though. And if bananas comes back hungry, I think he I think he I I think he will. I don't think he can give this shit up. And I think, you know, there's probably part of him too where he's like you know, he's saying the right things. Like, I wanted to do this for Nani. You know, this was her season. That was my goal. But, you know, deep down, he's like, if this was a solo season, I don't have to worry about Nani. I don't have to worry about any partner. So, you know, most of the formats these days are more solo than this. And so I think deep down, he's hoping and kind of expecting another season where he can just kind of do his own game and make it back to another final and get get ring number eight. Because I think I think part of him too. I think your Brady point is valid. I think he also think about how much he would love to say that he passed Brady. That well, he and I, I ring number eight. 
I'm pretty sure, and I don't remember where I saw this. It could have been the social medias of the world. But I think Edelman was talking about when Brady won, like, ring three or four or something. Brady said, you know, well, Jordan got six. It was, like, so irrelevant to the NFL, to Super Bowl rings, to all-time great quarterbacks. He said Jordan got six. So, and that seemed to be his motivation. So, I think you could bring up a valid point. Bananas is going after Brady. I think he wants. I think he wants to pass him. I mean, that would just at that point in time. Do we have to start talking about him as like in the same conversation as you know Brady, Jordan, Tiger, Muhammad Ali as like the greatest athletes of all time? I think he's. I think he's already there. <laughs> he's nuts. More rings than Jordan. Michael, not wisely. He's 40 years old. And I so kind of switching gears off of bananas, but onto his partner, Nani. She clearly accepted defeat here. It looked like she was done. But in terms of like, will we see her back again? She falls into the different categories, bananas, where I don't think she's motivated by shit. I think she realizes she's never going to win anything. But she falls into the other category of contestants on the show where, I mean, what's she going to do? Go home and bartend? Like, I don't think she has like a real job or a real life. I think when her and Casey go back home, it's all right. Well, one of us has to pay the bills. I, I think we're doing a, I don't know what sort of format we got going on for next season, but we double our chances if we both go on. Yeah, we got to go back. We got it's, it's their job. Yeah, I think Nani, before the season started, probably thought to herself, I'm never going to win one of these, and that's fine. And then I think there was just a brief three-month period where her and Bernanas are excelling, and she's like, hey, maybe I can win one of these. Now they lost, and she's like, yeah, it's probably never going to happen. That's what I think Nani's taken out of this. But she could fall into the same like mold as like Veronica, who still comes on this shit, probably just to cash paychecks when she's there. Probably oh, yeah. doesn't have anything else going on. And then just go from there. It's kind of how I think Nani is. It's honestly kind of sad to think about. Like, she's kind of done. She's in that, like, like this is sad. But she, she's not yet into our third place team. She's not yet into Anissa territory, I don't think. Anissa and Jordan get third place and... I mean, this has kind of been one of the more interesting teams from day one. You, know, you, go, you go back to our power rankings and we're like, we don't know exactly how to rank this team because they're probably pretty low because of Anissa. But at the same time, Jordan is a beast. And we saw them, we saw the highs and lows all season. We saw Jordan win eliminations for them. We saw Anissa, you know, eat the pasta and complain about marinara sauce. So we saw everything from this team. But at the end of the day, we knew it. It wasn't gonna. It wasn't gonna happen. And you know, if it weren't for a fucking slingshot and a golf ball, they would have been fourth place in the final. Um, but Anissa and Jordan go home. I think for in you know what we take away from them is both completely opposite. Like for Anissa, it's like just fucking stop. And for Jordan, it's like we feel bad that he was stuck with Anissa all season. Um, I for one want to see Jordan back next season. I want to see him back every season, and Anissa's complete opposite. Never hoped to see him ever. Couldn't agree more. She's done. I hated that she was on for so long this season. I hated that she was on this season. 
They also weren't even fucking ride or dies. No. It was so dumb. No, they were laughing about it. Um, Jordan, I mean, we've talked. I feel like that was one of the biggest talking points of the first couple episodes of the final was the fact that, you know, Jordan had to walk. He had to literally walk because of how slow Anissa was going. <laughs> he said, we left the house faster than this. I mean, that's classic. But I think they're kind of the easiest team to just ride off. We knew it wasn't going to happen. Um, they gave it their all. Good for them. But Anissa, don't want to see you again. Jordan, a legend. He had legendary moments this season when he beat Chauncey in that like rope thing. Like He's still a fucking beast. He still has the potential to go down as one of the greatest. I know he already is, but like if he comes back and wins a couple more challenge championships, which he could, who knows. But anything else on Anissa or Jordan or anything else from the finale tonight? Well, Mikey the Doctor just brought up a good point mentioning Anissa's injuries. And she could very well, like Anissa, you shouldn't be doing this season in the first place. Now you have these fake injuries. Now just say you don't want to go back on here because you don't want to get hurt again. It's too physical for you. You just want to like relax and have a steady life. This is your perfect cop-out to not only not run a final, but just fucking retire. Just call it quits. Brady was getting beat up in the twilight of his career. You're breaking your ankle by stepping on a twig and then Nani left your ankles in the sand while also tearing your ACL at the same time. Blame it on that and never come back on this show. Yeah, I think I think what's, what she'll probably do is take a season off because of that and then play it up even more the next season. She's going to come back for fucking 2012. Yes, she's going to come back and say, you know, my ankle a couple seasons ago, they're going to show the flashbacks. And she's going to say, you know, I've been working out since then. I've been, you know, I've been, I've been rehabbing all this stuff. And then she'll be out by like episode eight. And it'll be the same fucking story. Yep. Get, get the rookies out first and then go for Anissa. What about, what about um, Horacio and Olivia? Because they did make a sneaky appearance to collect 76 grand in tonight's episode. What are your thoughts on them? In terms of, do you want to see him back? We don't have to go over their whole um, season because I'm sure we'll go over everyone's in the award show, which will be coming out soon. Stay tuned for that. That's going to be off the rails. But what about just their overall? Do you want to see him back again? And someone mentioned in the chat, if they stay healthy, where do they finish? Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to both garner Rookie of the Year votes when we do that recap show. Um, I mean, I want to see both of them back. They are both, they're both studs. Like that's the easiest way to state it. They're both good at the challenge. They're both good looking, good on TV, all of that. And I think it's really going to be a testament to like how dumb can challenge casting be? Cause we've seen entertaining rookies come on the past few seasons and we're like, Oh, these people have to be called back. You know, you think about like, uh, a Theo, like, uh, uh, you know, other rookies that we've had. And then they just like, don't bring them back. And so like, I feel like Horacio and Olivia's approval rating is through the roof. They made the final and they could have won it. I think like, I think this, everything that we saw tonight, they could have killed and they could have won the eliminations. And so, I mean, I'm a hundred percent bring them back. I, I couldn't agree more. Loved them both. Um, 
I also, if you pay attention to them on Instagram or Twitter or something like that, they also threw out some stuff this past week that like they might be dating now, which I think adds to the allure of them coming back. Um, but they're they're great competitors. They're both good looking people. They're fun to like watch. They mix it up with the house. People forget Olivia and Nellie T were, you know, in love. I think side things, side things. Um, but I do have to mention, I don't know what the fuck's going on with this rival podcast going on in the chat, but that's going to get shot down immediately. That's just like, that's like back in the day, Jordan coming at bananas, flipping all the things, how'd that turn out? So I just had to address that because the live chat is off the rails and not in a good way. Yeah, I mean, we've we've gone at after all of our rivals in the past. We've gone at uh, what's his name, Sean Yeager. You know the big bobblehead T-shirts that they charge. Um, <laughs> so, I think I think should we ask the chat to at least send us the order for MVP LVP for tonight? I don't. I I guess. <laughs> I think we have to, again, you know, we'll get into all of our, um, you know, longer season ride or die things for next uh, next episode. We'll give our awards. Who knows? Maybe Trevor will still be scared. Um, <laughs> all right. We got, we got our order in the chat. So we'll go Andy and then Alex. And then I'll, I got something from Trev after. But we'll go Andy and then Alex for MVP, LVP. Okay. Um, of just tonight, not not the season or anything. Just tonight's episode. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give my MVP to the team of Devin and Tori. I think it's kind of a cop out move to take a team, but I have to give it to them. And teams, in my opinion, are fair game. They both did a lot for their challenge legacies walk away with like probably 300 grand by the time they have to pay everyone else everyone else out because it is a participation trophy league but good for them they killed it in this part in the part before and the part before they deserve to win this final they pulled it off hell of a season to both of them hell of a finale it's a great pick that's a go-to pick tonight i think uh my backup for MVP, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the viewers, and it's not. It's not because tonight's episode was, you know, all that amazing. Like I'm not gonna tell my grandkids about this episode. It's the fact that we've made it through the finish line. We got through 19 episodes. Uh, you know, STP has been here every week since fucking October. We're almost in March now. Um, I'm pretty sure the reunion is two parts. We'll have to get our, our stat team on that. But, yeah, I'm just giving our MVP, or my MVP to the viewers because we made it. We finally made it. Looks like we made it. Like, that's that's us tonight, um, at least those of us that were live. So I'm going MVP the viewers. Yeah, I think everyone who was live tonight knows that feeling of we got on to that platform with Tej. We crossed the finish line. We were down on our hands and knees saying, we did it. We did it. He gave us the big check. Everyone who was live tonight, that's what we got that feeling of. And we did it. 
and we did it as one STP family along with the RWLs. And it's just, it's a great feeling. Yeah, we, we finally made it. Uh, my LVP... My LVP, I'm I'm just gonna give it to it. I don't want to say one last time. It's maybe a season award show, but I'm gonna go LVP Anissa. Um, just terrible all season, and then you know we saw tonight. Uh, she basically took a, you know, she took a pass on the first checkpoint. She said, "Jordan, you can throw all these balls. I'm, I'm just done." And you saw kind of when she was leaning out, you saw how the helicopter was tilting. Um, That's why I think she stayed in. <laughs> and then you saw the elimination. You know when. Nani just kind of bare like think about getting tackled by Nani. That doesn't seem like the most, you know, that doesn't seem like the hardest hit you're going to take. Right. Like that's not, you know, that's not going up against Erlacher in the middle. She gets tackled against Nani. Ah, ah, just literally crying. And it's just like, come on, are we, can we just be done with this? And I thought we were for a second and then they brought her back for the final thing, but watch the Hoosiers. Uh, and so I'm going LVP as a Nisa tonight. That's a great pick. Um, I've got a few things in mind for my LVP with it being the last, um, kind of LVPs for the, uh, per episode, you know, votes, I'm going to give my LVP to, uh, my LVP is going to be fuzzy. <laughs> I mean, I haven't given it to him in a while. It's not like I always try to find reasons to give it to him, but he talks shit to me about Devin being ranked higher than him on my power rankings. And tonight was just a big fuck you to him. I was right. Devin's good. He stinks. He's my LVP for that reason. And he wouldn't have finished first in this. So sorry about you. He wasn't even in the finale and Anissa was. And she got paid, and he didn't. He's my LVP. Devin so, was ranked higher and proved it to me and to him. So it's because he kind of scoffed at that, at, at that idea, at that possibility. Yes. This finale, this episode tonight, proved that he's an idiot, and he deserves to be low on everyone's power rankings. And what I like, too, about that is when he did that cameo, it was at least one season ago, maybe two. And so, like, it wasn't like he had known, like, if it was this, this season, then he maybe knows that Devin's going to win. He's, like, laughing because he, you know, he's not trying to spoil it, whatever. But, like, that was before Devin had won. Devin had to come close to winning. And so, you know, in his mind, he's, like, he's laughing because he genuinely thinks that he's leagues above Devin. He's, you know, he's in the bananas CD tier. Um, and then, sure enough, you know, he goes home a couple episodes ago and, and Devin gets his first ring before Fezzi does. Yes. Any honorable mentions? I want to throw one out for LVP, which is just participation trophies. You know, I don't know if my whole theory of BME, you know, siphoning the pockets and throwing some money in, you know, other people's to, in my opinion, draw back from the backlash they got for take the money and run. But there was way too many factors that leads me to think that was the case. Nonetheless, whether BME funded it or Devin and Tory funded it, Participation trophies are exactly that. You don't, you don't, you shouldn't be paid on for winning if you don't win. So that's an honorable mention LVP for me. 
That's ILP. Awesome. We'll, we'll see if that, uh, if that does be a tradition like Devin wants it to be. I do have, uh, I think it's an MVP LVP. It's a, it's a message from Trevor. Um, of course his magic Jack, I think I got two different videos here. So this is, uh, I think MVP LVP and maybe like an outro message to the chat. So here we go. This is from Trevor, obviously not in tonight. Alex, Andy, sorry. Couldn't be there tonight. What's the next one? I think my video cut out. MVP Bananas and Nani. Uh, no surprise, they'll pick up the dub. Uh, LVP tonight might be asterisk me for not being there tonight, you know, leaving out the boys. So, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it as me uh, for Balin. Uh, honorable mentions tonight. Uh, Mikey the Doctor, you've been a killer. Jesse Adams, uh, love that. So, uh, thank you guys for listening to 20 episodes of our bullshit. We'll be, next, we'll be live next week. Let's not overlook the fact that Trevor called what I just showed, uh, just a video message. He called it a voicemail several times. Uh, a voicemail is when you call somebody, they don't answer, and you leave them a voicemail. That was, it's, there's no video. It's not like a text message. But Trevor, Trevor called just a video message a voicemail, so that's kind of smart. Honestly, I mean, that's what happens when you don't watch live. You totally miss out on the EP, and there you go. Next thing you know, you're given you're given MVP to the person who gets in second place. As we're talking about all the participation trophies, yeah, um, I, I I I don't know about you, but I'm just I'm excited for the season recap because, like you said, that's that's when it really goes off the rails. Um, we talk about everything. We have a dozen fucking awards. Might have some new awards this season. We'll get into that. Um, but I'm I'm excited for that. The the award show is always one of it's probably my number one favorite episode that we do every year, more so than the you know holiday spirits episodes. Um, so I am excited for that. But I feel like I personally have to go back and do a shit ton of research beforehand. I don't remember who was on this. I know. Like we could be going on and on about somebody who wasn't even here, or we could totally miss like two teams. It's going to be tough. It, yeah. It's, I mean, we'll get into it, but like you had monumental like moments in this season and like teams who were heavy factor that happened like three months ago, legitimately. And it's been like that long since they were in the yeah, game, sure. since they were part of it. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm pumped for that. We will tweet it out. Um, just follow us on Twitter. Uh, you know, obviously there's a reunion next week. I think there's one after that. So we don't know what our plan is with that. Um, 
but we've done this shit for 19 episodes in a row. So I think at this point we're kind of, we're being selfish in a good way. We're going to give you guys the best season recap when we're ready. Um, but it'll be soon. So just follow us and, and tune in live and let us know your picks and all of that. But yeah, it's, it's one of the most fun, fun moments of every season. I, I do want to give an honorable mention for MVP for tonight to the chat. The chat's been popping top to bottom. Everyone's been in there having a great time along for the ride. The vibes for STP and the Challenger high. We made it through the finish line. And now our award show is kind of like their reunion. And guess what? We don't do it for two parts that get spread out that talked about, you know, nonsense. We talk about what the AWLs really want to hear about. And I couldn't be more excited for it. Yeah, we're, we're doing it for free. We don't have these, you know, Zoom calls for 20 bucks that you got to tune into. No, we, we want our, our season award show. We want it to be with, you know, OK Squid, Adam Meadows, Ryan McCord, Jesse Adams, Mikey the Doctor. We want it to be with all you guys. We want you coming along with us. You've been along with us the whole time. Um, so, yeah, just stay tuned. We'll let you know what it is. Um, and then just come join us and let us know your thoughts on the season. Cause it's like we said, it's been a long fucking ride. So we got to celebrate somehow. I love it. All right. Any, anything else or, or, or are we good for tonight? The no, finale. don't sleep. Don't sleep on the Hoosiers comeback. Yes. Everybody go tune into that. That's what we're going to be watching for the next 1152. So with that being said, another season is in the books. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with the season award show it's not completely in the books yet until we put our final stamp on it so be on the lookout um but with that being said thank you guys for tuning in to another stir the pod podcast show you can follow us on twitter at stir the pod you can follow us on twitter at stir underscore the underscore pod shout out duffy bye bye love you guys